0: Impression of Life is a Beach and of course these days we're travelling mostly around South Africa and of course this time I'm travelling through 2KZN having made a stop at, in Nottingham Road. Nottingham Road seems to have always been a bit of an off-the-beaten track if you're on your way to Durban, you, it's known as the Natal Midlands, but actually Nottingham Road stands on its own and should always be considered a stopover, especially if you're travelling up to northern Natal, the shish side, it's a perfect stopover for a night. Half a day, and then get on your road. In fact, if you leave Johannesburg early enough, you can spend the afternoon here, and it's really worth watching. And I've caught up with Clive Foss of Nottingham Road Hotel, uh, the owner of Nottingham Road Hotel since 2005. Uh,
1: Not quite 2005, but certainly in the last 10 years. Oh wow! So a bit of a family business, but then uh, self-purchased a 10 odd years ago.
0: And certainly come a long way because I noticed when I was in the breakfast room this morning, there was a whole bunch of fishermen um, ready to go fishing. And I'm imagining that you're also part of the whole fishing experience that Nottingham Road offers.
1: Wonderful to have you with us. Bit of Christmas morning, one degree, so uh, right in the heart of the Midlands. We are hosting our 22nd TOPS Corporate Challenge, which is a fly fishing event, all trout controlled by a company called Wildfly and we have been involved with them for the last 22 odd years. It's an annual event, um, they're three legs and a final and we have fishermen from around South Africa and some from Zim that come down and, and participate in this event. There's some incredible prizes that are up to offer, um, trips to the Seychelles which has got to be the holy grail of, of fly fishing certainly in the southern African region. Um, and it starts today, so we've got fifty odd fishermen descending on us later this afternoon for their first round.
0: And where do they fish?
1: So it's all dam fishing. <clears throat> the rivers are seasonal; they we don't always have access to the rivers. So from a from a competition perspective, it's easier to fish a dam. And they they arrive on Thursday night, where they're briefed. They have their what they call a dram draw. Then they fish a dam in the morning, and they come back to the hotel for lunch, and then they fish a dam in the afternoon. Their scores are accumulated and then on a percentage basis it then goes through to the final and then six teams from each leg go through to the final which is in towards the end of August. Though the winners of those teams then qualify for these incredible prizes of fly fishing for in, in the surf, um, fly fishing in, in the rivers of, of Africa, for tiger fish. For most species you're able to use a fly and a fly rod now. So the guys that are proper fly fishermen see it as a wonderful opportunity to get to exotic and wonderful places that we might never normally get to. And through this competition, uh, we're is able it to it by do weight? That. Is it by um, weight of fish or size of fish? What is weight, the judging si- it's part? always, you know, f- f- size and weight is, is what it's all about. So the bigger the fish, the more excitement there is. And it's trout. Um, and it's only trout. We only do trout, and it's generally browns or rainbows. Um... To give you an example, if you get a 10-pound trout, you, you qualify to either win a car. We've had cars being won historically, we've had boats being won, we've had um, trips sponsored to Europe where you can go and fish the most exclusive fishing waters in, in England. Um, so the prizes are as exciting as catching the big fish. The 10-pound fish for the Midlands is, is, is really spectacular they are not many around, and when they do get caught, there's a lot of excitement about it. So I suppose our, what, we, what we need to push our fishing towards is a 10-pound fish. Um, even though if you're fishing in a river with a really light rod and you get a, what we call a stocky or a wild fish, that's hugely exciting. So to be honest with you, a 10-pound fish is the holy grail, and a really wild, tiny trout on a very light rod is, equal, is equally as exciting. So do you so, stock,
0: the? Did, did the guys stock the So the dams, the dams are historically
1: that? stocked. Um, trout don't breed in, a, in still water. They need flowing water to breed. Um, so in the rivers, they breed naturally. But most of our dams in this in this particular district are stocked. And there's an intensive stocking program that takes place where the accurate stock, um, catch records, um, there's a proper management structure that goes into the managing of the dams.
0: I'm so excited to hear that, because I mean, I always imagined that... Um, they only had a certain amount of fish that you had to catch and if you caught them all, well, bonus. So it means that I've learned something about fishing. I
1: I think what's happened is historically the dams weren't open to the public because all of our dams are on private land. So if you didn't know somebody that had a farm or access to a dam, you would never have really got there. So Wildfly have come along and they've actually leased the dams back from the farmer as such on the condition that they're able to send tourists in there or fishermen in there to enjoy the facilities. So that's where the management of the waters is so much better than it used to be.
0: So definitely worth a visit by people around the world who are fishermen,
1: 100%. and especially
0: around South Africa because it's such a beautiful place to come and stay. Yeah, you know you can
1: you can fish generally throughout the year. The rivers are seasonal um, because of the you know the, the breeding cycle as well as the water levels and things like that. So the rivers are the most exciting to fish because that wild trout is is, is spectacular. Um, but you don't always have access to them. Where the dams are generally 365 days a year, you can get out on a dam and have fun.
0: And but I think one of the nicest things is you can bring a family because your family can come and stay at the hotel with you yeah. and they can enjoy the facilities around um, the events and, and whatever Nottingham Road has to offer.
1: You know, we have a number of things that... that I think the Midlands is really great for families. There's, there's space, there's fresh air to start with, and then there's enough for mom, for dad, and for the children to get up to. We, we now have go-kart racing here. We have horse riding that you can go and get involved with. The ladies, there's the spas. We have numerous spas that offer day packages. So I think there's enough for everybody to do. Um, our weather can be unbelievably good, and it can be unbelievably poor. One would almost think that you're living back in England. Certainly in October and November, um, just from a, from a coldness perspective, we sometimes burn more wood in November than we do in July because the days are wet and cold and as close to England as you'll ever be. Um, that gets a bit testing because we do like the sunshine. Um, Tell and me think, a little
0: bit about the history of the hotel and your oh. involvement of the hotel.
1: So <clears throat> my boys are the sixth generation that have drunk in the pub and Nottie's Hotel is as notorious for the pub as it is for the actual hotel. Uh, initially it was built... I think there were ten rooms, and in the old days, of course, with our pressure pumps and electricity and everything like that, they had a communal bathroom on the top floor and on the bottom floor, and with time changing, everything is now ensuite. I've built an additional four rooms uh, ten rooms onto the hotel, so we're now up to twenty four. Um, <clears throat> i I suppose I've been coming here my whole life my my I think yeah, I just trying to remember you go back in time. We're the fifth generation that have, have lived here, my boys being the sixth. So we have a close history with Nottingham Road right from the early days. And I can't remember how I ended up back in Nottingham Road, but it, a lot of it had to do with the schooling of our kids. And we got involved in 2005. And I've always enjoyed history, and I've always, particularly the older I've got, the more I've enjoyed what's going on. And Nottingham Road really came about with a with a train station, as as most small towns did. And when the train stations came about, they needed somewhere for somebody to stop and stay. And in those days, trout fishing again was one of the activities that they offered because by that stage, there were trout in the rivers. Very few dams then, but a lot, the rivers were open for fishing. And
0: you were telling me how trout got here.
1: Yeah, you know, it was an incredible story. I mean, in all the colonies, as the British Empire was growing, they took their their sports, their traditional sports of, of, of Europe back into well, let's just talk about South Africa, which was generally hunting, shooting, fishing. And they then brought the trout out here because they felt that they could work in our, in our streams. So they're really an exotic species into Africa now, and it's been going since 1900. Um, and a lot of a lot of the main guys, I mean, Rhodes was instrumental in bringing trout out here. So you've got to think about, he got as far as what is now currently Zimbabwe, and he took fry and roe, up into, into Rhodesia, what was then Rhodesia in those days, and put them into the mountain streams of Inyanga. So that's how far these guys went. Then, of course, in Kenya, the colonists, the colonialists up in Kenya, they took them into the mountain streams there. So they generally, as the colonial settlers came out, they brought their hunting, shooting, fishing ways with them. So the wing shooting was a very popular sport. Hunting, just for game, is a popular sport. And, of course, then the, the fishing came about. So as Natal developed the railway line came right through Nottingham Road and then the hotel was developed it was built by the Singleton family and they had it um our original constitution for our farmers association was written here and I've got the the, the document up on the wall in <clears throat> in our reception area and then we were a mixed farming community you know we did beef we did um we did dairy we did maize we did potatoes um And horses were, were a huge part of the community because we were above the, the horse sickness zone. So horses were, they call them salted. The word is salted. Um, that they could, they wouldn't get African horse sickness. Anything so closer to Durban, horses were, were renowned for, for African horse sickness. So this was the area where they were sort of free. So again, the the, the sport of racing came here and up until, I suppose, the nineties, Nottingham Road was renowned for its stud farms, uh, thoroughbred racing, Um, and with time the farms have gone and we've now diversified. We're now one of the biggest dairy farming communities in in South Africa. We have extensive, highly uh, mechanized farming operations here now, potatoes being another one. Um, Certain guys are running beef studs that historically left as the farming methods changed. They've now got top of the range beef studs in the area. And then as sort of Nottingham Road grew from the, I suppose from 1900 to about 19, to about the 1940s, there wasn't very much going on. 1950s, it remained quite stable, um, from more from a community of farmers than anything else. And then in 2004, the local p- polar field was bought and a housing estate called Gowrie was, was opened. And then now we now have Gowrie Farm, Gowrie Village. Um, Gary Farmers were our golf courses. It's possibly one of the, it is one of the top nine hole golf courses in the world. It's got numerous um, uh, prizes and accolades for being really, really spectacular. They're now extending it to 18 holes which should be finished by February of 2024. So that brought people into Nottingham Road. The houses have brought people into Nottingham Road. We're very blessed. We have two wonderful private schools here called Clifton um, Prep School, and then of course there's Michael House. Uh, We have a new college called Carlisle College that's just reopened, what was the old Kings. So a lot of people were at school here in in their early sort of lives and have moved back to Nottingham Road because we now have um, these housing developments. And it's it's a sense of living in the country, yet we're close enough to Durban and Johannesburg if we need to commute and go to the Big Smoke to... Do what we need to do.
0: (laughs) That was what they used to call London. Was the big smoke.
1: (laughs) Well, Nottingham Road is now the tiny smoke. It's we call it sexy. People like the sexiness of Nottingham Road. There's a close village camaraderie ship. Even though we've we've sort of exploded at the seams with the housing developments coming on, most people know each other, and again they all come to the Noddy's pub and have a beer on a Friday night. Tuesday night we have a very strong following of all our local people coming through. So the pub is still very much part of our community. Um, we don't have a country club. We don't have a facility like that. So in times of hardship and enjoy, uh, it's amazing. People flock into the pub and come and support it. And, and
0: tell me a little bit about Charlotte. Charlotte seems to be an <clears throat> iconic in room 10. Charlotte's yeah,
1: first. Charlotte's been phenomenal. We I've never seen Charlotte. Um, my opinion is it's red wine or hunts of beer based that she gets up to her antics. Um, I've had numerous people over the years that I've been here tell me what they've experienced. She was interviewed by Ghost Hunters International, which was that American film crew that came out here. Um, we've had numerous clairvoyants as well as spiritual people come through. And the story of Charlotte is that, and I think this is more folklore than anything. I love um, folklore. <laughs> She was meant to have fallen in love with a soldier that came through Nottingham Road on his way to the battlefields of Ladysmith. He was consequently killed, and in a moment of madness, she jumped out of the, the second story and was injured, and at that time, there was not really any form of medical care, and she passed in the hotel. Um, so Charlotte has been around. <clears throat> I've been involved with a particular clear void that said there's more than Charlotte. Um, there's an old man with a dog. Um, there have been kids. And you have to remember that at the time of when this hotel was built, there's a really good chance of someone having pasture because medical assistance was nowhere. Peter Maritzburg was your your biggest centre, but in the early days, that would have been few days two or so. three days' drive, maybe hike to get your hike first. So I believe somebody have, or people have passed in this hotel. There's no accurate record of, who did and who didn't, we have no way of finding that out. Do you think
0: out. they would have used it as a medical centre during the World War kind of No, year?
1: definitely not. It wasn't um, it wasn't used for anything like that. It's never had a hospital or a refuge type um, existence. It's always generally been a hotel. So Charlotte Charlotte's been around and we have stories of um, people waking up in the middle of the night with this unbelievable piano noise going on, but no particular tune, just banging of the keys. And thinking, my God, these people are so irresponsible for playing a piano at two in the morning without a tune, getting out of bed and coming downstairs, and there's absolutely not a soul in the hotel.
0: And do you uh, have a piano here? There's a
1: piano just behind us, in fact. So oh, there is a food. piano, and I think the guests know there's a piano. But, and then often what happens is my lady, when I say often, what happens is the ladies that run the front desk will arrive to work at seven. We open at seven, and there's somebody standing at reception waiting for them with the story of this incredible noise and then coming downstairs and, and nobody um, there. The story of Charlotte. Uh, we've had guys with their bags unpacked. Uh, we've had face cloths put onto pillows. She's been notorious for opening the hot water tap. Um, to I know the one guy personally very well. He's not a spook hunter. Let's call him a spook hunter. He doesn't know about spooks or ghosts. And he had the hot water tap turned onto his room. He left the room. He went and stayed next door with his mate. He was mind. absolutely terrified. So he came downstairs and told us the next morning and it was all, yeah, you left the tap on in the night, you got up and turned the wrong tap on or off, or whatever. He is adamant that he he experienced Charlotte. Uh, I had another guest uh, room 12 and 14 opposite each other and he was in 14 and he again was standing waiting at reception and said, listen, we need to get a doctor here now. There's a guy in room 12 that's coughed his whole, his whole lungs out. The whole night, I haven't slept a wink. I tried to knock on the door, I couldn't get in. To cut a long story short, we said, there's no one in the room. He said, I'm telling you, there's someone in that room. We need to go. Anyway, we got the key, went upstairs. The room was, was unslept and it was empty. And that that really rattled his cage because he said, "We, I didn't sleep a wink last night. This guy was all over me. The noise, the coughing. the and, and you coughing. would have thought
0: they'd record it, at least on their
1: phones. You know, we've, we've had so many people send us pictures and their experiences, and we've said, well, forward it to us on an email format or whatever. And we've never received a single one. The email's never got to us. So oh. we just get, we don't even get the email come up on the screen. And that's thats our personally, I can tell you, I've experienced that, where someone has said, I've taken a picture, you can see the orb, it's unbelievable, it's so clear. So say forward it us so we can have a look, it never, it never comes through. My
0: goodness me! Yeah. That is so exciting
1: though! Yeah. So, so we feel Charlotte is a friendly ghost. Um, she's quite keen to know that the festivities of the pub continue and the banter and the nonsense that goes on does carry on because it's very much part of us. We are a pub with rooms. We happen to have nice, comfortable rooms, but the pub is the be-all and the end-all. It's the heart of the The hotel. The heart of the hotel. We have golf crews that come down here and they specifically stay here for the nonsense that goes on in the fun and games of of Noddy's Pub. Um, Great place to watch rugby. Um, I think it's the closest you'll get to a stadium because of the ambiance and the vibe and everything like that.
0: So I guess you'll be watching the rugby on the 8th of July when we play the Aussies. We're
1: going to be, yeah, it'll be very big. Full pub. Full pub, full pub, lots of action.
0: I can imagine, because I think you've got yeah. quite a few ex-rugby players that also live in the area. Yeah, we,
1: you know, we're very blessed we're with, the, players. with the schools being as good as they are. We, we've had a number of very successful sportsmen um, live in our district. Um, from international rugby players, we have, um, we have a former Miss South Africa living with us here. I think we've had one or two. I we certainly have certainly more than one be... or two that, that come through here on a regular basis. And with the, with um, the
0: World Cup rugby coming up, I would imagine you're going to be pretty full for that month.
1: Yeah, it'll be phenomenal. I mean, I think rugby is still very much part of our culture and in our blood. And yeah, Naughty's Pub is a great place to watch and enjoy.
0: And tell me something. You were talking about um, the schools in the area and their involvement with the hotel. I presume parents also come and stay here when they come visit the kids for the weekend because they do have weekends out, etc.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, right from we we, we have Clifton Prep School, which is, is from grade 0 up until grade 7. So we see all those kids literally coming here the kids of the community coming here are nappies right up until when they're 18 and they now have the rite of passage of coming into the pub, which is incredibly important for them. Often the schools, at the end of the closing of schools, the matrix come here and celebrate before with their parents, Um the, the finishing of school and then we'll have almost the finishing of school and from grade 1 to 3 there's a celebration and then there's middle school up until grade 7 there's a January celebration at the end of the year and of course there's a big celebration when one is now legally of age to come into the pub and that, that's been a rite of passage here for as long as I can remember. Um, and you'll have granny, dad and daughter all in the bar, three generations c- celebrating, really having a good time in the pub because they all did many years ago, you know, they, they all came here in their youth and they, they've come back.
0: You know? and I think that's one of the nicest things about country, country hotels is not only their story, but their continued existence as a centre of the community, because they become a centre of the community. Uh, and very that's certainly much. what this hotel has yeah.
1: been. Yeah, very much like that. We And we work hard at doing it, I have to be honest. We, my wife and I are very involved in the local community, uh, in, in addition to what we do here. So, it's. I think what you put into your community is what you get out of it. And in times of, of hardship, we, we've been here. And in times of, of joy, we've been here. And, I mean, during the COVID exercise or experience, um, we literally went from earning an income to nothing overnight. And as and when we opened, our community stood by us. And we, yeah, we're extremely grateful for that because had we not have had our community, I don't think we'd be here today. You know, the the pressures of COVID would have, come and really got stuck in As closed. it did to a lot of places. As it did to a lot of yeah. places. You know, a lot of places did close post-COVID. actually. And it wasn't their fault. It was the epidemic that, that consumed the world. And uh, to be honest with you, we when we came out of the first COVID, we thought, of, well, if this is the new way in which the world is going to offer COVID has been a good thing for us. Tell um, me a little
0: bit about um, your rates, uh, where people can book, where they can find you.
1: So we're on most of the... The, the platforms for accommodation. I would recommend you book directly with us at at Naughty's Hotel. Um, telephone number o double three two triple six one five one.
0: Do you want to say that a little slower?
1: Sure. Um, <laughs> it's o double three two triple 151 and then of course we have email. So it's reception at Nottie's Hotel. Co. Za or reservations at Nottie's Hotel um and that that works continuously during load shedding we do have a backup generator so our comms do continue so we are able to answer calls and and get messages in and out um and then yeah we have a website as well which is www.notty's hotel really accessible easy to get hold of um and yeah i think from a from a tourism perspective we We are ideally situated from a self-drive perspective in that you can drive from Blum, from from Joburg or Pretoria. We're halfway between the north and the south coast. It's a great stopover. If you leave Johannesburg at three in the afternoon, you'll be here by seven in the evening, spend the night with us. Generally, your accommodation only allows you to book in at two o'clock the next afternoon. So it gives you time to drive through the Midlands, experience some of the charm of the Midlands meander and all these wonderful outlets that are there, and then get to your destination in time to, to enjoy a week on the north of the south coast.
0: Oh, I must say, I think they should rather spend a week here. Because I must tell you, your room was absolutely delightful. Um, it had the best bath ever, I must tell you. Um, so I was able to enjoy your bath. Uh, one of the things that I also enjoyed was the beef pie last night, the Guinness pie. My goodness, when it arrived, I thought, okay, me and who else is going to eat this pie? Because it was huge.
1: You know, I was lucky enough to travel in Ireland and we we went around and and Guinness is an iconic brand throughout the world. And we were approached by South African Breweries to turn this into a Guinness experience, the pub. And I said, we could only do half the pub because there's so much memorabilia of people on the other half of the pub we didn't want to change. And we didn't want to become a, a branded operation. So we worked particularly hard at our food and beverage side of things. My wife is a Cordon Bleu Chef. She studied at Silwood in Cape Town. Wow. So that is her, her forte. And she generally takes care of the, the final details of, of the food and beverage, um, even though we're now sitting more in an admin perspective just because of the way in which business changes. Um, so, yeah, we do a good pub. Um, put, we do great pub grub. I wouldn't call it uh, anything Novel Cuisine or anything like that. You pub are,
0: grub should always just be
1: damn good food. 100%. And I think know, the more basic it is... Um, the more homemade it is, the better, um, and then, and it works. Uh, we've had a we've had a wonderful blast on one of our local radio stations, and our our power consumption has gone. It's literally doubled, if not quadrupled, in the last week. So yeah, that's that's what we do.
0: How tremendous is that? And thank mm-hmm. you so much for your time uh, and for my wonderful stay. It was really, really, and it was lovely to talk to you about the history and where you've come from and. The fact that your grandmother had thirteen children—I
1: mean, <laughs> not quite my, my grandmother, my grandmother's grandmother, to be honest. Well, there you go. So it's, yeah. it's a,
0: it's, it's a great—it's great to know there are more of you, um, and certainly more about you. And the, I think and from that the himself.
1: original two, the original family, Charles and his wife Smythe, I think there must be three or four hundred now. So there's a, a gathering every ten years. There's a gathering of the original family, and one sees how oh, it. it, it Explodes so it's good to win. know
0: that if you, if one of your kids dates somebody in Nottingham Road, they'd best check their lineage.
1: I would think in Natal it's a generally a problem because uh, <laughs> a lot of people are related. you to be very careful when you go in dark corners <laughs> and late nights. <laughs> That's
0: wonderful. Clive, first has been wonderful to meet you. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Janine, and
1: uh, have a wonderful time down here with us. Thank you. Well, and, uh, we look forward to seeing you again.
0: Thank you. I'm Janine Preston of Life Speech.